Welcome to the Hopecast. We're glad you're joining us this week. Here we have conversations about finding life. Thank you for joining us here on the Hopecast. I'm Nicole here that with David. That was a completely new intro. I found something new to say at the beginning. Just started. Like, I've just been listening to more podcasts. Us. I felt inspired. I've been listening to more podcasts. I think it's, you know, it's the new radio and it's cool. I feel like it's a great use of people. Someone said to me recently that parents today drive more than any parents in any generation ever before. Like, I don't know if that's true or not. So I'm just promoting a fallacy, but there's so you, you take your kids, you drive them, they go, especially here in our metro area, mm-hmm. everything within 40 minutes, nothing's off limits. Every, you can drive to a practice 40 minutes away. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Like you would never say, oh, we're not going to do that one because it's 40 minutes away. Right. You just go. It seems reasonable that, yeah. that parents drive more than, than we used to. And yeah. then a lot of people commute, you know, and it's such a great way to spend your time uh, that you would otherwise maybe not be able to fill, hopefully with something life-giving, depending on what kind of podcast you're listening to. Yeah. Probably this one. I, hopefully it's on the uh, life-giving side. <laughs> You know, <laughs> or you're not listening. You probably shouldn't be too specific. I, although uh, among some podcasts, uh, a number of people have talked to me about Krista Tippett, mm-hmm. right? So uh, she's done NPR, National Public Media, and uh, anyway, she she's an interesting person. I appreciate her insights, her kind of persona, her way. But I, I must say there are times where I listen to her and I'm like, did she just say it like anything? <laughs> like she uses a lot of words and she kind of gets into uh, the human interest, heart, soul, human journey, mm-hmm. the whole bit. But but particularly to you guys, I've read some of her books and sometimes I'll read a paragraph and I'll be like, I just... There's a lot of words there, but I really don't understand where well, they're going. That's good as a preacher to know that sometimes you phase out. You know, you're listening and you're like, I generally like the, the tone of where this right. is going, but I'm not exactly sure what happened over the last 10 minutes. But I have a, I have a general positive feeling about that's it. That's funny. So, we do have that phased attention, obviously. That is really and, funny. Uh, but yeah, it is interesting how we receive there, different. There are people, this is something that surprises me. There are people who tell me from time to time. They're like, I just love the sound of your voice. (laughs) And I'm kind of like a little, I'm like, I don't understand what you mean. Like, what do you mean by that? They're like, no, just the, 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 the pitch, the sound, the cadence of your voice. It's very comforting to me. Okay. That's really interesting. I've had several people tell me that. So on the one hand, I think, wow, that's neat. I mean, uh, that's really nice. On the other hand, I'm like, so w- the actual content of what <laughs> I'm heard, saying have you heard matters not at all. Say. The content matters nothing, not at all. Just that the sound of your voice <laughs> is comforting. But you know what? I, I, I'm not going further on. I mean, I've had some people say some things like um, that, that it's been helpful with anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I think for some people, it's like, if I could go into it, I think there's a, a sense of, I like the sound of this voice. It's a person I trust. It's comforting. And for some people, I think they're like, and you know what? Life is hard and big and sometimes scary and anxious and intimidating. And hearing hearing your voice is helpful to me. And I'm like, that means a lot to me. Never, ever <laughs> did I think in my career that there would be an angle like that. <laughs> 
Well, but I it mean, means a lot to me. Well, I think it and means some more of those than people just may be that. listening. It means a lot to me. Well, and I think for me, I think it could. I've actually heard the same thing. Just so you know about your voice, um, I think it can also be. You know, if I'm going to go spiritual, you know, Christ is the Prince of Peace, and I think mm. that when Christ is in us and we're hopefully leading from a space where we're obedient and partnering with Christ. Of course, we're fallen and broken, and that's not always the case. And sometimes even what's going on in the inside of us may not be as it appears on the outside, because mm-hmm. I think that Jesus, just the Spirit, does a work in that. Mm-hmm. I think that people are drawn to the peace mm-hmm. of Christ in us. And that doesn't mean just me and you in us. I mean, in all of us who, who mm-hmm. are disciples of Jesus, who are pursuing a daily relationship with Christ, I think people in your life can be attracted to a peace that's in you Hmm. that they may not be able to tell you why they Hmm. don't. I just had this experience last week with someone who uh, is not pursuing faith. And I think there was a strain, there was this moment of an interchange where I felt like, I think what you're feeling is the peace of Jesus Christ right now, but Hmm. you don't know what it is or wouldn't, but something in you is like, moving toward that. And it's just really meaningful. I mean, wouldn't we all want that? Well, what you're saying makes sense to me, uh, sort of personally in that, yeah, I can think of people, uh, who they, they give me a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. I can think of people where that's the case. But your voice is also like, it is actually soothing. <laughs> It's just, you know, people always say you've never heard the sound of your own voice. Uh-huh. Um, and I get that. You don't hear it the way other people sure. hear it. Even if you hear a recording of it, um, it's a little bit like um, our friend Casey Templeton, mm-hmm. who's a who's a elder here at Hope, who's a professional photographer. And he says, you know, whenever you see a picture of yourself, you're not seeing what other people see. You're seeing the ref- the, the reflection back yeah. image, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, so you you've never seen yourself. Mm actually for yourself because when you look in the mirror you get the mirror image mm. and the picture is the the coming back to you mm. image and he's like so you've never seen yourself mm. i mean that's a whole fascinating idea so we've never actually seen ourselves <laughs> and we've never actually heard ourselves no wonder the world feels big and scary wow. <laughs> all right so we're going to talk a little bit about a question that came our way a couple weeks ago we had a snow day here at hope so we did an impromptu uh, live Hopecast, and we uh, took questions from people through a texting service. Mm. And so periodically, I think over the next few months, we'll try to answer some of those questions. But one of them... One of them was about Santa Claus, and I want to... <laughs> no, I'm serious. I Somebody said, why do you guys uh, recognize Santa Claus mm. at, at Hope Church? And they had a sincere question about it. And I, I have a sincere answer to that, but for another podcast. I you, mean, a meaningful conversation. You're, you're not going to answer it right now? Nope. Okay. Just well, have to keep well, people on the edge right. of their seats. Yeah, keep, keep tuning in. I mean, um, don't fall off your seat. I know you're right, right on the edge. So one of those questions was directed to us in the professional ministry, but I think is very apropos to all of us. It's not really a question just for pastors, but the question was, as pastors, how do you practice Sabbath? So obviously there's layers to that because that's implying our work days on Sunday. So mm. how do you do Sabbath? So there's a lot more to be said about that. But I think particularly in our culture, in our world today, it's always been timeless, the concept, but maybe more than ever needs to be recaptured. So let's talk a little bit about, is Sabbath like a rule? What does it mean? Is it Sundays? What does it look Mm -hmm. like in our life? Yeah, this topic is so challenging 
um, I think in our culture, it's personally challenging. And, and here's why I think, I think in, uh, in an environment of Christian people who have a real faith, Mm. when we talk about it, it's like, it's almost like everybody sort of agrees. Yes, I want that. Yes, I want to do it. Yes, I understand the benefits. And no, it's never going to happen. And just being honest about that. um, Now, in a culture that doesn't have a faith component to looking at this, maybe it's different. But we're talking about a couple things, in my opinion. One is the Sabbath as God um, created it. Mm. It's the seventh day of creation. And I know that we've talked about this before, but we'll resurrect some of these thoughts. When it says God rested, that word in Hebrew means that he stopped um, and he took in all the goodness of Mm. it. So it doesn't mean he stopped and got bored and twiddled his thumb and waited for it to be Monday so he could get cracking again. Mm. Um, He stopped, he reflected, and he took in the goodness of it. There's something beautiful about that to me. So there's joy connected to it. There's stop, there's rest, there's filling. There's not just like doing nothing. So there's that element. Then people will ask the question, is a Sabbath literally on a Sunday? Does it have to be a Sunday? Well, of course, for the Jews, it was Saturday. Uh, For Christians, we converted it to Sunday because it's the day of Christ's resurrection. Um, I personally don't hold strictly that it has to be a particular day of the Mm -hmm. week. Um, I do think it's something we've talked in our podcast. When God gives a commandment, it is always for our flourishing Mm. and our well-being. So if we deny his commandments, it's at our own risk. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he speaks to this. God speaks to this in in the Old Testament. Uh, In Isaiah, first of all, he talks about uh, in Isaiah 30, 15, he says, in repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength. In Isaiah chapter 58, later on, he goes on and he talks a lot more about the importance of uh, what Sabbath looks like. And he says, um, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, Mm. if you call the Sabbath a delight, okay, think about those words, a delight, and the Lord's day honorable, and you honor it by not going your own way and doing as you please Mm. or speaking idle words, then you'll find your joy in the Lord. Like, stop. Hmm. <laughs> then you'll find your joy in the Lord. So many, many Christians today, we're all like, how come I, I have a hard time finding joy and all this kind of stuff? Um, I think we live in a chronically overscheduled, overpushed, overburdened culture. That's not news to anybody. Question is, who's going to do anything about it? If we're going to do th- something about it, it's going to be countercultural. Mm-hmm. What is countercultural going to look like? Practically speaking, if it was me, it would look like uh, people have been texting me and emailing me and they're not hearing back from me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what, where are you? What are you doing? And the next day <laughs> I get back and say, uh, I try to use that day as Sabbath. Like, you're kidding me. <laughs> nope. What does Sabbath mean? It means I don't engage in all the work, all the effort, all the energy Mm. that has to be expended uh, to keep everything going. 
Um, and in our world, uh, for many of us, that's email and texting and arrangements and logistics and conversations. And um, a lot of people would say, well, a lot of it's fun. That's true. But sometimes it's like, um, are you going to go to the event Friday night? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Are you going to ride with the so-and-sos? Well, text so-and-so. All of that is energy expenditure. So, And then there's even the mind, this like stilling of your mind in the sense of thinking about the chores that need to be done. This We needed to get our taxes together. It can also be this sense that there's a churn around you at all times. And if you don't go at that speed at all times, somehow your whole world's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a faith element mm -hmm. to stopping. Yeah. My guess is people uh, have concerns about Sabbath for one of two reasons. Probably most of us, it's more one or the other. Uh, one of them is I'm going to miss out. Mm -hmm. Or the other one is people are going to be upset with me. Mm. Um, mine is more people are going to be upset mm. with me. Um, I don't have as much of a fear of missing out. Um, but I be like, people will be like, it's so frustrating. I mean, I'm trying mm. to get in touch with you. So if we're going to really Sabbath, it's going to be countercultural. Mm. And it means that a bunch of people in our life are going to have to take no for an answer. Mm. In other words, I'm not doing this today. I'm not engaging this mm -hmm. today. I'm not doing this email today. I'm not solving this problem today. Mm -hmm. um, it is, I, I have to be honest, otherwise I'd be duplicitous. And so that would be even worse than not doing the Sabbath well would be to be duplicitous about it. Um, I don't do it well. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel that. And I try to do it well, but I don't do it well. The question was, how do you in ministry do it? For me, I try to make it um, either Friday or Saturday. Mm. Um, Sunday's a work day, and it's a full day, and it's a day that I love. But, you know, if people have Sunday as Sabbath, Sunday's not Sabbath if you're in ministry. But I try to make Friday or Saturday. Um, I do think, and I say this a million percent with love for, for the challenge in our culture, I really do think we're starting to see uh, serious implications of the overload and not resting. Mm. And I think we're seeing it in um, uh, um, psychological problems, anxieties, um, panic attacks, depression. It's no secret. These Just a general disconnect, too. I think that anytime you're working at overload... There's a level of disengagement from the present that mm -hmm. even if it doesn't have the words, you know, all those words, mm -hmm. it can still be just a general kind of fracturing of mm -hmm. the groundedness of being present with mm -hmm. the people and the life that's in front of you. All right. Full disclosure. I feel uh, nervous saying this. The other day I was thinking about all of this stuff and I thought to myself, to live a sane life, I need to cut 20 percent. Mm hmm of the, um, of the expenditures mm -hmm. out of it. Um, that's probably right. So now I've got to ask a question. I mean, I, I really right. am intentional to live a sane life, to be present when mm -hmm. I'm present, to be engaged when I'm with people, to be experiencing life, taking it in, not just skimming the surface mm. and not remembering stuff. Well, Isaiah 58, I mean, it was a joy diagnostic, right? I mean, yep. I think that one of the greatest 
diagnostics of your living is, am I finding joy mm-hmm. in the Lord mm-hmm. and all the all that joy in the Lord can mean, and that mm-hmm. can be another podcast, but mm-hmm. that's a, and I think all of us come to those places where we're like, no, absolutely not. I'm not finding joy, even in a good life. Mm-hmm. And it seems like what Isaiah 58 is saying is, are you keeping the Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Are you letting your feet mm-hmm. rest? Are you not going your own way? Like all those questions mm-hmm. are really insightful and practical. So it brings us to the point of, okay, are we going to talk about it or do something about it? That's a challenging question. Mm-hmm. My guess would be um, if we have influence in this way, we could help give permission mm. by our own lifestyle to a lot of people in our church and start with us yep. and say, we're going to Sabbath. We're going to take a day a week and we're going to Sabbath. Okay. That would probably help a lot of people. Now, sometimes that's going to be hard because there are going to be a lot of people saying, how come I can't get in touch with you mm-hmm. and I need you and I want you? And that's hard. That comes with the terrain. Um But my guess is if people who are feeling all the pressure of our culture are like, okay, we're persuaded, Mm. can you help us? Probably it's going to have to be led by example. And this is something worth giving serious consideration to because while, yes, with all our connectivity, it could be hard to not get somebody. um, And Mm -hmm. if people are thinking about, well, what if I have an emergency, Mm -hmm. you know, with our staff, we can figure out ways so that that can be handled. But um, I really, really have sincere concerns that we're getting into like an epidemic of mental breakdown. And in the, quote, old days, when I was a kid, I can remember my parents would talk about uh, occasionally somebody uh, and they'd say they had a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. It's a word you never hear the phrase anymore. I actually think it's more or less what's happening to tons and tons of people. And I say it with very high sympathy. Mm. Um, and I think we got to try to help in this area. Absolutely. We might need a ser- another sermon series. Just saying. Maybe so. All right. Enjoy your Sabbath. We'll talk with you next week. Hopecast is a ministry of Hope Church in Richmond, Virginia. We're glad you joined us this week. If you'd like to learn more, you can find us online at www.hopecentral.com. Thank you.